0: Welcome, everyone, to the Comfortable Being Uncomfortable podcast, where we discuss topics that will push the limits in order to have an honest and transparent conversation. Please join us after the following messages from our sponsors.
1: Hi, yo, what's up? It's Doc Ronnie Mack. Hey, when you catch me on the street, I'm always rocking my above average clothing. So check them out online, www. AboveAverage.online, average dot online or check them out on IG the underscore above underscore average the newest hip hop urban clothing out there man Doc Ronnie Mac and Trimpy they're some good guys man this show is great but I sure am hungry what should I eat halal king man they have the greatest authentic halal food in the dmv area look them up on ig at the halal kings and place your order today i know i am quarantine got you missing out on your hookah lounge meetups well look no further than district hookah for your in-home hookah needs hookah packages flavors and more and special in-home delivery and setup Visit at district underscore hookah now and order yours today. What up, what up, what up, and what is up? <laughs> it's your boy, it's your man, Doc Ronnie Maggie, here with another episode of Comfortable Being Uncomfortable. I got my man Trent B. What's up, Trent?
0: What's going on, man? How you doing? You you're all right?
1: Yeah, I'm good, man. I like this shirt, man. I like that shirt. I love sir. that shirt, man. You yes, know. sir. God is dope, man. God is dope. Straight up. sir. If you got any questions with, about that, come holler at me. <laughs> what's up, Rob? How you been, man?
2: Pretty good, bro. What's happening? What's happening, Trent?
0: Man, what's going on, man? How you feeling? Hey, Rob. <laughs> hey, Rob. So tell everybody about your story from yesterday.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Yes, son. Uh, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling it. So yesterday, <laughs> me and my uh, I take my daughter and my son fishing, and um, the water was like glass out there yesterday. We in my boat, you know, put a new prop on it, the whole nine yards. Things running like like clockwork. We're out there after about hour or two. Man, I start getting a headache. My stomach started getting upset. Man, I come back. I've been sick ever since. It's I get seasick. Mm. I've I've been seasick. I'm I'm drinking coffee and gin. And my ginger ale right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. So what's
1: in your cup today, huh? Yeah, oh,
2: yeah. I got my
0: <laughs> coffee and ginger ale.
1: So he got coffee and ginger ale in his cup today.
0: Mm.
1: What you got, uh Trent?
0: Yeah, exactly the same thing. Coffee, no ginger ale.
1: Man, you know what? Everybody's drinking coffee. I got coffee too. You got coffee too. <laughs> I got coffee too. I man, I, you know, last night I sat in the garage and I started smoking the hookah, man. And I'm gonna tell you something, man. Shout out to District Hookah. District. Uh, huh? District. District, yeah,
2: yeah oh, okay. District,
1: shout out to district. Yeah, that's very, <laughs> <random. laughs>
2: very random. Very <laughs> random, but man, yeah, I, I love our sponsors, man. I don't know about you. I, let
1: me tell you something, man. I got, I got, I. I don't know what happened to me, man. I woke up this morning with a hangover, like I don't know what, just from smoking. Oh, and I had a strawberry long island iced tea with it. Too much ripple. Wh- what? Too much ripple. Man, ripple. That's, that's from 1950, man. <laughs> the only person that would know something about that is you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Oh, anyway. Man. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> that's all right, though. So everybody got coffee in the cup. Everybody had a good weekend except for Rob getting seasick on his own boat, might I have had. Very nice. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, But we got to go... <laughs> You know the week was bittersweet. I mean, you know uh, we had the rioters and the looters all weekend last weekend. Then we had a special episode last Tuesday, and we talked about some of those things. And then it seemed like everything just calmed down. Everything turned peaceful, and I think it's because a lot of those antagonizers got driven out of the cities. They got tired themselves. Um, but we gotta we gotta talk about the the real problem. It's 2020, and racism is still alive in America. So, the question is. I mean what 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 do we what, what do we do? How do we combat racism in 2020? Anybody know? Trent, Trent looking weird, Rob, Rob looking weird. Like, I don't know how to do I mean think about it, because I mean you got you got police brutality, you got uh you got a lot of people, citizens, you know, really getting real bold with some of their statements. Uh and it seems like racism, you know, our ancestors have been preaching for years um, that, you know, they wanted a better country for for us to live in. Um, from, you know, from the time that they were marching back in the, you know, 1900, early 1900s, to mid 1900s. And we're still at the same boat, it seems like in 2020. So how do we combat racism, Trent?
0: I mean, I think the only thing you can really do at this point, right? Because uh, racism is just so intertwined with our history. Um, but I think the only way you can at least you know start to to make some change you have to educate the next generation right and so that starts that starts with because um, you, you you got parents who are who are teaching racism, but I mean it has to start in places like the schools, right um, You see something um, if you, I don't know if you guys saw that video of that little girl who, who was giving the business to her parents uh, on i g oh a uh, little white girl. A little white girl yeah. was giving a business to her parents like her parents were saying some, like her her dad was like a corrections officer he was calling them animals he was like he's like i have to deal with these animals all the time and she, she she just went to work and like and then her her mom tried to jump in you know was like well maybe if they didn't commit crimes they wouldn't you know get you know get beat up by the police get killed by the police whatever and her, you know and she went in on that and her mom started giving her some uh some statistics and she threw it right back at her face it was it was great and i'm like I'm trying to figure out who is edu- who educated that that young girl, because things like that needs to happen. Where where now the next generation is is being educated, where they can educate their parents and their friends. You know, so, but, I mean that's
1: so it all it also go- it also I guess it goes to the point that you know racism you know they, we talk about racism is taught right. Mm-hmm. So in this case, this young lady's case is her parents have been they have race. uh, I won't say a racist stereotype, but they have a stereo. uh, I mean, racist mindset, but they have a stereotypical mindset. Right. Mm -hmm. So she would necessarily grew out of it from years of being taught that from her parents or hearing her parents talk about it. And now she's actually understanding that she has a mind of her own. and She's able to to do things on her own and all this other stuff. Right. So I I guess that kind of goes against the old narrative that racism and stereotypes are are taught. Uh, Prime example in Middle River, Maryland yesterday. Uh, Vince's Crab Shack. People went up there and went ham on this dude. I don't know if y'all seen the video, but mm-hmm. I actually posted it on my Facebook because you know it's something that my family frequent. Um, some of my family members went to school with his uh, his parents, and the, the fact of the matter is, this man's been racist all his life. It seems mm-hmm. he's been years of uh, rhetoric that he's used he was on Facebook, calling people, you know, saying that people should go back into slavery if this happened, you know, all this other stuff. And the black community has been supporting this dude for years. And they went up there yesterday and I I was kind of upset about it because people went up there uh, wanting him to apologize. And I'm like, look, man, you can't apologize. I mean, how much of an apology are you going to accept this day and age? Because somebody who's been saying it for years, they're not going to change overnight. An apology is not going to change everything overnight. I mean, they still still got that mindset. They they just sorry they got caught. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You
1: know what I mean? So I mean, I, I tell
2: people I tell people all the time. Listen, I mean, you would be better off just focusing your effort and energy into something that's going to yield you a, a positive result. Okay, racist, and racism has been around since since long before you know we were here, and it's going to be around long afterwards. We're never going to be able to really stamp it out. The only thing that we could do is just try to affect change to make life better for those that come behind us. Just like you said a minute ago, Trent, educating the next generation, and 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 fighting and standing for equality, um, and that's really all we want. You know, it's it's not like we're asking or it's not like we're demanding something that we're not entitled to. You know, yeah. it's it's just it's it's not like we're marching on Fort Knox, open up the gates and give us all the gold you know, we want equality, you know, and, and me, I'm a little bit, I I take a little bit more of a stronger stance towards it, you know, you know, and, and, and realistically speaking, like there's nothing that a white person, in my opinion, can do to help us in this struggle. The only thing I need you to do is get out of my way.
1: So why, why do you say that Rob? I mean, cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of white people who feel like they, they resonate with the struggle. Um, they, they sympathize with the struggle. I mean, there's, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out here who don't have a racist bone in their body. So I mean, Great. what I, do you want I, me to
2: do? Pat you on the back for something that you should, that you shouldn't be anyway. That's like me congratulating you for doing your job. You know, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm a white person and I'm not racist. Congratulations. What do you want? A fucking cookie. You know, I mean? you're not supposed to be racist anyway.
0: Right. You understand yeah.
2: what I mean? I'm not going to I'm not going to congratulate you or give you an award or something like that for doing something that's humanely and decently, and morally and ethically correct. You're supposed yeah. to not be a piece of shit anyway.
1: Well, well, you know I, mean? I mean, can't they use their their I guess you could say their position in society or their stature in society to help the movement? I mean, well, there's, a, there's you, a video 60 years ago. So, so, I mean, they, some of them weren't even born, but look, so. How's that there, my problem? Oh, hold on. So there's a video, <laughs> there's a video of a right? He it was it a was black protesting, He was kneeling down uh, and police were moving in on him. And a young white lady, uh, she actually went out there to, to help and get in front of him. And it was like Moses pardoned the, the Red Sea because the police had every intent to move in on this young man and arrest him or move him out the way. But when she got in front of him, turned her back to the police to cover and shield him, it's like they went around him and kept going. And I was like, that's very interesting. Right. And that's, that's why I said, the position in their society or their stature in society can benefit the movement. I, I, that's what I personally think.
0: I I think that's the only way. Yeah. And I think, I think what, what they have to do is people that are in power, right. The white people that are in power, um, you know, council members, mayors, whatever, they can, they can start to, and you've kind of see it slowly starting to roll where they're implementing, um, you know, policing measures that can kind of change how they act, you know, um, education and stuff like that for, for, you know, uh, policing and stuff like that. Like they use those platforms to, you know, change legislation, change the rules, change the laws. I mean, that's the only thing I can see them, you know, that that's what they should do, you know, which is already uh, something that they should have done anyway. Right. Um, but it's been going on for forever, whatever, like that's the only thing right now that we can ask them to do is if you 're in a place of power, all right,' well then use that platform to change policies to change legislation I believe that we should
2: keep we should keep our foot on the gas i, I don't i don't want to stop oh no I, think I, agree, with, stop, I agree I agree we should stop the looting, we should stop the rioting, <laughs> but the protesting and you know the, this this uh you know, it's kind of hard, for difficult for me to put it into words because I feel it. You know what I mean? And so when you feel something and and it hits you so hard, so deeply, it's kind of hard to formulate a saying for it. But I don't think that we should stop doing what we're doing right now. We've got the world's attention, not just white people, not just the government, not just the United States. We've got demonstrators from Sydney, Australia, New Zealand, London, all yeah. over the world. Don't take your foot off the gas now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and as far as white people are concerned, listen, everybody knows I've got, I, don't, I I went to Wissahickon. Okay. If you know anything about Wissahickon, that's where I graduated. No,
1: no, no. Go ahead. and Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, say, I don't know anything about that.
2: I, I grew up in a, a small part of uh, Pennsylvania called Penland. Penland is a black community surrounded by affluent uh, uh, members of white society. The CEO of Etna US Healthcare lives on the other side of the tracks. Um, we've got the, with Wissahickon, we were pretty much bust into Wissahickon or are bust into Wissahickon High School, which is the fifth, I think it was a couple of years ago, was a, ranked the fifth best public school in the nation. So that's the school that I graduated from. And um, so, you know, but we had a lot of white friends. Like we were, it was a small contingent of black dudes, and then there was just white people. And we all got along great. I mean, there was some some small problems, but we just—I mean, it, my best friends white. So it, I don't. It, it just is what it is. But at the same time, I still think that these—you know—you're having—we're having a difficult time right now just getting white people to admit that they see systematic racism.
1: Well, I won't say all white people.
2: I mean, there's some. Something- no, no. I'm just yeah. with, with the ones that I come into contact with, and the powers that be that are out there in charge of shit. That you can't get them to sit there and say, "Oh, well, yeah, I don't." I, the police force is not racist. Like, really? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, who,
0: who was it that that made that comment? The court, the uh, court
2: system doesn't. Have, there isn't is a racial crazy. inequality problem in the court system. Yeah. But when your black, when your white son gets sentenced to the same amount of years of confinement as my black son, then I'll start saying there's probably not a problem.
1: You know, Rob, that's an interesting point because the the officers that were charged in the George Floyd murder, uh. I was reading something. The one African American cop that was that was on the scene uh, was a rookie training. The cop that was arrested for the actual murder was his training officer. The rookie cop received the bail of a million dollars. Guess what? Everybody else's bail was was at two hundred fifty thousand.
0: Two hundred fifty thousand to five hundred thousand. Wait,
1: I don't so, understand that. Yeah. And that was kind of strange because everybody wasn't charged the same bail amount except for this rookie black officer who essentially was heard on video asking, Hey, can we, should we, shouldn't we roll him over? Hey, shouldn't you stop that or, and all this other stuff. And that's what his defense attorney is saying. Like, Hey, my guy asked the questions. My guy did this. My guy did that. Yes. He had his knee on his back for a a short period of time, but he had it on his bank he wasn't he wasn't actually committing the murder he wasn't actually aiding in the betting he actually tried to stop it but he's a rookie he doesn't know what to do and i and I get it all right i get the argument whether or not it flies in court but the sense that the that the uh the, the 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 court system decided to to give him a million dollar bill is beyond me well there you go you want yeah, to talk
2: about inequality yeah the only black guy I want to see, I mean, what did the, what did the Asian guy, I believe it was Chauvin's uh, brother-in-law?
0: The one who was just looking at him? The one who yeah, was the watching? one that was, uh, the one that
2: was standing there facing the crowd. I think he's the Asian, the little Asian yeah. officer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it, it, it sickens me. It, it's, yeah. yeah. I, but, but every time I turn around, I'm always, you know what I call this though? And I'm going to quote a good friend of mine, Oliver Chamberlain. Um, you know, he told me, he says, you know what you're, you're seeing right now? What you're seeing now is the it's called what they really think of you moments, mm-hmm. and and what that is is I see my timeline on Facebook littered with nothing but just white people going in, you know, just, and being exposed, and and you're starting to see the people that travel in your circles what they really think about you, and I and and it's just some of the stories and some of the 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 the, the posts that I read are just they're just, they're disgusting. One guy in New Jersey owns a contracting company and he was just blatant with it. And I'm just like, this is terrible. But see, these are the guys that would never, these are the people that would, you would never know. They'll smile on your face, pat you on the back and glad hand you, you know, you as a black person, them as a white person or whatever. And you would never know it until something like this happens. And then you
1: start to see who your friends really are. Well, that's interesting. That's an interesting point because I've, I've made a lot of posts uh, over the last couple of uh, weeks and it's interesting because you have certain people who will chime in to troll you right mm-hmm. to say certain things like to go against the narrative that you're putting out there but when you go look at that page they have not mentioned anything about their their problems with what's going on and you know when you challenge them it's like oh yeah I feel this certain way but I, I'm i not going to share it to the to my community they'll share it on your page right yeah. under your statement say oh yeah I feel a certain way but when you go look at that page it's like nothing is blank. You know, it's like, come on, man. If you really felt it, like, you know, go ahead and share it to your friends because your friends look like you, I understand, you know, and you, you're trying to you're trying to be this, you know, type of person to portray this image. But don't come to my page talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I, I sympathize with you. But yeah, go ahead and let the world know how you feel. Go go ahead and let your friends know how you feel or you're too ashamed, you know, and that's the problem that I have with uh, the stuff that's going on today, because you know like rob said rob you, you know a lot of people and i don't know what it is about you know this year and and last year where people just felt like the, the need to 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 express and show their true colors but i mean i'm glad they are oh i'm you're absolutely oh, yeah. right
0: you're <laughs> yeah. absolutely right everybody's getting it. everybody like that that dude who was on his bicycle started attacking those uh those, uh, yeah. those like, young know, white activists, whatever, they got his information. Real and he's quick. sixty years old and attacked those kids out there like that. They, they got his information and they they arrested that dude. Good. They, they going after. I mean, they. I mean, you can't hide at this point now. Everybody has a cell phone now. You can't hide your racism anymore. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had instances where I wish I had a phone so I could record somebody. You know, this is like when I was when I was younger. You know, there've been there were so many white people that that you know would have gotten eaten up. You know, so
1: but. so the tough the tough question is: What do we go? What do we? Where do we? Te- what do we tell our next generation? Because, like Rob said, this ain't going away. This ain't going away. I mean, nope. we're in the you same have- situation. We're in the same situation, just a little bit uh, technologically advanced than our ancestors and, and you know uh, our grandfathers and grandmothers back in the '60s. Mm-hmm. where they were going through this type of stuff. We're going through the same situation. I mean, think about it. In August, there's a march on Washington. I remember they had one in, in 1990, Million Man March. Remember that? They had to learn about signals. Yeah, Million uh, Man March in the 90s. Uh, we're having another march on Washington. How many marches in Washington can you have before things uh, change? And it kind of goes back to the narrative that you all, both you militant mofos said the other, the other week that, that um, all this marching <laughs> and stuff is not going to do anything. Well, I mean, what, I mean, what do we tell the next generation, James?
0: My shirt says it all. I mean, I mean, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, mean I mentioned, I mentioned you, this last... Do
1: you last... eat your Wheaties in the morning? Do you eat your Wheaties in
0: the <laughs> <laughs> You said what, Trent? I said I mentioned this last... Uh, Go ahead, put last, the topic Last, because, last week, last week. Man, let me talk. Uh, I mentioned this last <laughs> week <laughs> where... Um, Ooh, cheesy. Where... <laughs> where... Uh, what Dr. Claude Anderson uh, mentioned in one of his videos that he talks about, he said um, that they're not afraid of you because they know they can go out and kill 20 black people. And the only thing you're going to do is march. And so they haven't been afraid of us, you know, because they know what they're going to get from us. And, only, and But again, it has to start with actually teaching the history, you know, in every school. Um, and I'm I'm saying real history, right? Not this, whitewash George Washington was the greatest person in the world, blah, blah, blah. And then you, and you skip over everything else. And I, I'm not attacking George Washington. I'm just saying, right. You have to, you have to teach and educate these young folks. Um, like true history, like Emmett Till should be taught in every, you know, public and private school, you know, but.
2: Well, well for me, I take a Malcolm X approach to all this straight up. I'm, I'm, I'm with Malcolm all day on this. We can't, We can't advance as a black race until we understand and are comfortable with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the most, that is the hardest thing to obtain right now. That is one of the things because we don't have a leader. And so when we understand what black love is to being comfortable within our skin, Mm -hmm. to, to, to educating ourselves, to knowing where we come from, to the food that we put in our bodies, to the way that we treat ourselves and each other, yeah, and th- and these are all things that 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 you know Malcolm X preached. We have to learn. We have to come together as a people first, mm-hmm. before we could ever step to anyone else and make demands. And I am uh, completely it- adherent to that mindset. I believe that we have to do better for each other, and then once we have, you know, s- secured an economic uh, uh, and financial uh, basis in America. Uh, secured our political our political uh, basis in America, and know what our rights are, and we communicate with each other. Then we can step forward and say, "This is what our demands are." And if you do not give us what we want, we have we have options. Mm-hmm. And 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 I will put it out there to those that are watching this video and listening to this podcast. Take this as a teachable moment, because this generation we're not our father's generation. This is, mm-hmm. this is not a game.
1: All right. So I hear, I hear that that that, 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 that comment a lot. We're not our fathers or we're not our parents uh, or our ancestor generation. Mm-hmm. The, and you made a point about, we don't have a leader, but when you look at all the prominent leaders that we've had for our, our movements in the past, they've all been killed. Right? So, do we do we single out one specific leader, or do we say everybody's a leader in this movement? So that way you can't you can't kill everybody. You know what I'm saying? You can't target everybody. So if you have every if, if say say me, you, and, and Trent, and we're we the only three marching, right? But we're all considered leaders. I mean, it's going to. It's, I mean, three people is going to easily get taken out, but if they wanted to, but it's going to be hard for them to take them out. So you get to if it's three three hundred. 3, 300,000 people who are saying they're all leaders in the movement—it's gonna be hard for you to take them people out. If they really wanted to, you know what I'm saying, dude?
2: I, I was in the military, man. You can't, you can't hit me with that, Ron. You got to do better, man. You got to come at me a little bit harder than that. Listen, you i I'm am I'm i gonna quote Martin Luther King on you on that. Show me a man that's not willing to—show uh, me a man that's not willing to die for what he believes in—and I'll show you a man that's not fit to live. Listen, if you're a leader and you're not willing to die for what you believe in, you ain't no leader of mine.
1: But I think you missed the point. What I was saying is that if you have one single leader who's going, I'm, it's it's like everybody's looking at that one person to lead. If he's if that person's taken out or uh, you know move to the side, then then what? Then what I'm saying well, is, it's the if same you was the military, man, if, you've got one what general. I, what what that's I mean is, if you have if you have multiple people in this movement. This is not. The, you can't say this is the same as the military. This is a. This is completely different. If you had multiple people saying, "Hey, I'm the leader. I'm the leader. I'm a leader. I'm a leader. I'm a leader," then you can't. You can't go after everybody. All right. Well, then Every, try to, everybody's right. leading the movement. Right, everybody's well. leading the movement. Everybody's taking charge. L- everybody. L- listen, and, 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 listen to my point
2: then, okay? Everybody. And my point is, is that you can't have thirty thousand people running around talking about they're in charge because then what you're going to have is you're going to have a scattered force. You have to have one focal point. And if one person's in charge and something happens to him, then there's another person that steps up. And if he, everybody knows where they're, it's called vertical liability. We all know who, if you're in charge, that's what your job is. And that man, if you go high enough, you could talk to one person, that man can affect change, or that woman can affect change. But if you have a whole bunch of people that are in charge, you're gonna have 35 different personalities trying to pull you in 35 different directions.
0: I, I see. I think, you, yeah, I, see. I mean, there has to be. Um, we we had actually. They uh black people had started this in a way where it was like the Black Men National sit Congress. Up in a chair, man. You know, this was the. the
1: uh, <laughs> Made me sit up in the chair. Ain't nobody tell you slouching your little gamer chair anyway. Hey, I like my chair. It's the wrong <laughs> colors. I know that. I will talk about that later.
0: Anyway, go ahead, Trent. Sorry. Oh, I forgot my thought. Heard.
1: <laughs> no, but. But back to what I was saying is that I, I see what you're saying, Rob. I, I get it. You know, it'll be a disorganized uh, type thing, which exactly. we're dealing with right now. But yeah, I, I, I figure, I feel that if everybody, if everybody gets on the same page, which you saw that yesterday with the peaceful protests in DC, uh, Baltimore, Atlanta, Miami, uh, so Cal- and Los Angeles, you saw everybody on the, essentially on the same page marching and doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, if I I feel like if you have people on the same page or understanding that, you know, what this really is about, then everybody can be considered a leader. You get what I'm saying? Everybody can, if you have people with the right mindset to say, hey, we're going out here, we're we're going out here to protest and and march for change in the criminal justice system, change in uh, police, uh, community policing, and all these other things. If they are the main principles that, Everybody agrees to march on, then I don't see why you can't have everybody as a leader um on on this on this effort. I just don't.
2: Al Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson. I mean, you got I mean, ever since MLK got killed, we ain't had nobody.
1: Well, that's because you got Jesse Jackson trying to do it for his own political. He was trying to run for president, remember? And he was trying to do it for his own political gain in a sense. Um, you got uh Al Sharpton who who's trying to get you know even with you know I, I I still don't don't get me started on my house shopping um you know he he does a lot of speaking you know and and powerful um engagements when it's uh, convenient to him um, well, I
2: think that Trent's more of an activist in this area than I am what do you think Trent well
0: um so I think it's kind of like a chessboard, right? You have your foot soldiers who are the people that are on the ground right now that are doing the protesting, right? These are the people that are making the, the most noise. And then there should be a, a certain amount of, of leaders nationally, right? They can come out and speak on on the, the, the broader range and, and, you know, and not in a, in a vague point, but can actually give the, you know, this is what we're looking for. Here are our, our platform on the national level. So you have, you have some, you know, you have this, you know, you got, you got the foot soldiers, you know, you got certain, you know, leaders of different chapters in the states, and then you've got a few, you know, five, six national leaders, you know, that are going all over and putting out the platform. You know, are you so, talking so, about an organization or are you just talking yes. about the race? An organization, really. I, I, I think we should have an organization. And what I was trying to uh, allude to bring back the Black was, Panthers. No, I'm what, what <laughs> I, <laughs> what I, Yeah. What I was trying to allude to earlier was, um, the Black people had, had uh, slowly started to build something like that, which was the Black National Congress. The problem was they couldn't get, you know, agree, you know, and couldn't come up with, you know, uh, who's going to be a leader, how many chapters we're going to have, blah, blah, blah. But you can actually build that right now. Like I think we're in a prime position now where you have some young leaders who are, man, when I was out there, those people that were out there leading those protests, man, solid. I mean, they were organized. They was on point. They, they got medics, you know, out there. If somebody gets hurt, you got to set, you know, set of guys on, you know, on bikes, whatever. They got medical equipment, you know. These are like, you know, ex-military cats that were out there doing, doing their things. Uh, people in, you know, who, uh, in nursing school, you know, you, you had that, you know. But I think there has to be an organization, you know. And I think we have leaders. We just don't know where, the, you know, they're just, they're just their voices are amplified right now. But you ha- you have them out there it's just we have to amplify it i think the problem is we're looking for an old you know an old head to be the leader and i don't think that's necessarily uh has to be the case you it might be you how
2: about say what about you trent yeah you've been out there man you yeah, you've been I out mean, there man you're not you're not just talking about it you actually physically <laughs> on the ground dog
1: and you got the stamina to walk for miles
2: plus you're a I catfish love- you know they live forever <laughs>
0: I like I like being behind the scenes. You already know I don't I don't like I don't like to get out there because I can't articulate as great as somebody else. You know, like a like a Ron or a Rob. You know what I mean? I would like to you know be the person who has a platform, here's a plan, here's a strategy, get you know, and, and put it in the hands of somebody that can kind of go out there on a national level and, and you know uh, market it. Well, it's that's, funny. that's that's the kind of person I am.
1: It's funny. I just read a comment that, that mm-hmm. uh, got Faircon Louis Faircon. Where mm-hmm. is he? I mean. Uh, I, is he too? Is he too I'd far? I love her. I Cream, or I mean, that's, that's Sensei. <laughs> but yeah,
0: <laughs> he needs. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. He needs to. Um, but well, here's the thing, though, because Farrakhan has done a great job of ushering in uh, a whole new generation of leaders, like Wesley Muhammad. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Nuri. Uh, I think his name is also uh, Nuri Muhammad, out of in, in Indianapolis, uh, my hometown. Right. There's like a and they're actually going on all these different, uh, you know, news channels. They're going on radio programs, podcasts. You know, I think Farrakhan has done a great job of because of, he's getting up. there. He's in, what his 80s. So he, he's got like now he's got these new ministers who are now like their voices are now being amplified. And I think this movement has to be the same way. Right. You have people that are that can that can talk about it. You just have to get those people out there, you know, and get them in the national spotlight.
2: I love Farrakhan, but my, my, only, my only issue with Farrakhan is this. I, I, I absolutely love him. I love mm-hmm. everything that he says, the way that he says it. Um, I, disagree with very, I, I disagree with him, but very little. But I will tell you this. He is a very, very touchy subject, especially for somebody in my position. Just mm-hmm. because of my stature and standing and the life that I've created for myself can come crashing down if I were to either believe, execute, or just publicly acknowledge some of the things that he says. So, you know, while I do appreciate, um, you know, being militant, there is, <laughs> even I have limits.
0: <laughs> even I, yeah. on, no disrespect, Rob. minister, none at all. No Rob, disrespect. Yeah. Rob, but you, ain't, Rob
1: you don't have any limits, bro. Uh, you don't have any
0: limits. Do you think Rob, that you're that you would be ready to, to uh, get out there on the front lines if the actual revolution was to happen. And I and I asked this question only because Killer Mike brought this up uh, in the revolt summit where he said, you know, you niggas are out here talking about revolution and you want to send your young, you know, men and women to go ahead and fight on the front lines of this in this country for a revolution. He said, But most of you niggas can't even, you know, garden and make your own food. You know what I'm saying? You you guys don't even know how to hunt. Most of you don't even know how to how how to use, you know, rifles and handguns and stuff like that. You guys aren't even trained on that stuff, but you're talking about revolution. And we, and when you mentioned earlier, Ron, we said like the black community needs to come together. They have to come together and start putting these training programs together. So then when, when, when time comes, they're prepared and ready to roll. I
2: will, I will, I will tell you this. I do not advocate am not a part of, have never been a part of a group or organization that advocates Mm -hmm. Uh, or espouses the violent overthrow of the government of the United States of America. That flag behind me is my flag, and I will slip my wrist to bleed on that flag to keep those stripes red. Believe me. So do not make no mistake about it. While I am a black man, I am a black Mm -hmm. man in America. And, Mm -hmm. uh, And while there are flaws in our government, I believe in correcting those flaws. I do not believe in overthrowing this government. So, there are only limits. There mm-hmm. are limits to the things that I'm willing to do. But
1: obviously, slitting your wrist ain't one of them. Man, well, yeah. I, I also, <laughs> have a
2: pre- well,
1: forget it. I'm, I'm not talking to you no more.
2: I'm not, I'm not, yeah, you see that? You see hey. how you
0: treat
1: me? You see that? Cold boy, I mean, man. man. Just the visual on that. It was like, oh. it, was, it, was a, it was a figure <laughs> of speech. Yeah, I mean I was just, you just made my stomach unsettled. settle, man. I'm yeah. Thanks no, for that, I, like, thanks I, for the visual, Rob. Thanks. I agree.
0: You know, You're I welcome. I agree with you, Rob, on on, you know, like when I mentioned, you know, people don't know how to, you know, utilize weapons and stuff like that, that's more in a in a, a, a self-defense mechanism, right? Like Absolutely. That's, that was it has to be. I I'm not uh, advocating for the overthrow of the United States, you know, but I am advocating for uh, self-defense for all black people. You for know, all and people. I Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but in this instance, you know, know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just worried about my community right now because that's who's being affected during this time. So,
1: when we, when we talk about leadership, man, we got to ask the question: What's, what's going on with Tavis Smiley, Dr. Cornell West, (laughs) Oprah Winfrey, and Gail? I I mean, granted, Oprah just came out a couple days ago and she's hosting a two night town hall to talk about where do we go from from here? Uh, kind of get the conversation started on what, what next. But, Not because she wants to. Yeah, I mean, so so, and like you, know, if you alluded to earlier, Rob, it's all because of 50 Cent blasted them, called them out. I mean, what? I mean, when you have people like that who the black community has turned to outside of Gayle. Um, <laughs> uh, outside so of like, Gale. <laughs> I think after she after what she did to uh, R. Kelly, I think that kind of just. Mm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but Oprah, I mean, the black community has supported her for years. Uh, Tavis Smiley, I mean, before Obama was elected, people, the black community was supporting him. Dr. Cornell West, the black community was always listening to him because he has he said a lot of powerful things. But now it's like after the Obama election, uh, ever since it's like like especially Tavis Smiley and uh, and, and Cornell West, they've been quiet. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's just it's mind boggling to me because it's like you know you had so much to say. During the eight years that Obama was in office, about the Black Agenda not being met, uh, how Black people needed to, you know, and Rob, they they alluded to you said Black people needed to start looking at other parties, uh, another party to rep uh, to 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 uh, to get on on board with all this other stuff. And now, it's all of a sudden, they've been quiet throughout the last few months that these killings and and, and all this other stuff has happened. I mean, what, what do y'all say about that? Okay, nobody. I mean,
0: I, I, to, I mean, I think I mean, I mean, for one, like. I, and we, we kind of talked about this during, uh, before we started the show, I mean, Kevin Smiley right now, it's just, he. you know, he, he got hit with, you know, he was, um, like the Me Too movement got, got a hold of him. And I think he's keeping his mouth shut because, you know, I think if you live in a glass house, you know, a glass house, you know, throw stones. And I think if he's to start coming out and being, you know, black power, this, black power that, man, you, he, he's, 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 he's vulnerable, right? Because he has no standing, right? Uh, he lost his standing on, on, you know, a twofold. He lost his standing in the black community. And he lost it just in general, with uh, apparently, you know, sexual assault or you know that you know allegedly happened, right? So, to have, for Smiley, he has no standing. Cornell West, I don't know where that dude is, because uh, he he usually is on MSNBC, uh, to, you know, going to town, but he has been quiet. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't put too much, uh, you know. um, emphasis and stuff on like Oprah and Gail. I don't I don't trust I don't trust them further than I can throw them. So
2: Yeah as far as far as I'm concerned, like and, and I, I love listening to you speak, Trent, because believe it or not, you really have a sound mind for tactics. And listening to you speak the way that you were talking about uh, you know, with the Me Too movement and getting caught up in stuff, that's some. that's stuff that I haven't read anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, when you hear about Tavis Smiley, it's usually you know, he hasn't said anything, onto the next. But the way that you go into it, it, it makes perfect sense to me. But I don't listen to any of them. You know what I mean? I'm, me, besides me being me, I'm on the other side of the fence anyway. So, therefore, like, there's nothing that Cornell West can say to me that I really give a damn about. There's nothing that Tavis Smiley can do for me that I can't do for myself. There's nothing that Oprah Winfrey can say or Gail King or whatever her name is. There's nothing that either one of those two people can do or say for me. I can speak for myself. I can grow my own food. I can go fishing. I can defend myself. The only thing I need you to do is get the hell out of my way and let me take care of my family and do it. Yeah. So there's nothing that I'm, that, uh, there's nothing that I don't, I never even knew. I didn't say anything about Oprah because I don't care about Oprah. Oprah doesn't do anything to help the black situation in this country.
1: Period. Agreed. Oh, she just gives stuff. She just gives stuff
2: away. Right? I mean, she's a billionaire. A bit one. Do you have any idea how much a billion dollars is? I mean, she could just eradicate poverty in one city if she was just to focus all her time and attention. She has the resources in her bank account. Go to Detroit. Go to Baltimore. Go to go to Philadelphia. You know, go to Chicago and just pick one section and just. Just create new government and fund it yourself and say, if I can do it, Jay-Z can do it. Mm-hmm. And if Jay-Z can do it, then, you know, somebody else can do it. If, if, all, these Democrat polit- or if all these Democrat mouthpieces and entertainers and, 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 and whatnot can go out here and deme- uh, LeBron James and, and all these, if all these, if Michael Jordan gave $100 million, $100 million, do you have any idea how much $100 million is?
1: $100 million over 10 years. I, I don't get, that's $10 that
0: was, million dollars a I year. A <laughs> yes, Man, I mean,
2: that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. You, do you don't see the, I mean, you got fun. Michael Jordan do that, but where the hell is everybody else at in the black community? Now you made the money using capitalism mm-hmm. that you hate so damn much. So you use capitalism, Oprah, to, to make your billion dollars. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. that you've got it to hell with everybody else. Yeah, Not me. Listen, I ain't got a million dollars, but I will be the hand that reaches back and picks up another black man. That's and I'll right. definitely pick up another conservative or Republican along the way. I don't care what color you
1: are. Oh, wait, man. Why I got to be conservative Republican, man? I'm a Democrat. Because that's
2: who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Democrat, man. You ain't going to pick me up, man. No, but yes, I will pick you up. All right, man. <laughs> oh, that's <glad.
1: laughs> No, but uh, that's, that, you know, Rob, you, you spot on, man, you know, um, and I'm reading some of the some of the comments on Facebook Live. And uh, one of the guys said they're not even entertain- they're, they're not they're not leaders. They're entertainers, you know, and he said, Corn- Cornell West speaks on various platforms. But we have several black intellectuals who have been studying us since the 70s. And that, and that that that's that's very true. That is very true. And... Yeah, but every
2: single time they open their mouths, here comes Black society talking about, oh, well, did you hear what Jay Z said? Oh, did you hear what Beyonce did? Did you hear what did? Oh, Oprah said this. Oh, the golly, I'm, you guys look at these people. You're saying that they're just entertainers, but the rest of society, Black society, don't know that. We look at these people like they're like they're educated. Like, what the hell can Jay-Z tell – if he's not trying to tell me how to cut up an OZ and flip it and bag it and stretch it out and, and drive that new <laughs> Aston Martin off the lot, there ain't a damn thing that Jay-Z could say to me about, you know, fluid dynamics or, or thermodynamics. What's the first law of thermodynamics? Jay-Z would probably be like, um, nah, man, I, I want to talk to you. I want to <laughs> talk to somebody. Let me talk, let me talk to the mayor of D.C. She's a Democrat, but I still – I like her – I admire her, her, her backbone.
1: Oh, so speaking of that, do you do you uh you like the fact that she changed sixteen hundred? No. <laughs> Why not, man? It's for the cause. You said before anything you are a black man. So are you are you saying that was, that that yes. and she's easy on ass. Oh, here he go trying to holler no, again! No, 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 no. Bowser, I'm just saying, man Bowser, so oh, man Hold on, let me let me throw, let me let me throw your tender profile out there for man he Bowser. Told me the first
0: Mister, <laughs> he's trying to be the first Mister in DC. That's what he's to do. <laughs> Uh, Muriel Bowser, if you're listening,
1: if you are listening, we here. have a co-host here who who would love to meet you, take you out for a night out in the town in DC. Maybe go to Del Frisco's. I don't know, Rob, Del <laughs> honor, honorable, honorable, honorable mayor. Thank you, but no thank you. so no like for real the cause that she you know and and, and i get it what she did she changed 1600 to black lives matter uh what plaza Mm -hmm. northwest and uh you know a lot of people uh stood up for like hey that's that's what's up you know she's getting the message across after all it is her city right i think the president. I i think the president feels like dc is his city and he can do whatever he wants and I think that's why, uh, you know, uh, some of the some of the people in the administration came out and said that, you know, um, he was looking at ways to change that, get get that removed.
0: But He can't. He can't here's the thing. He can, look, name change, street change the names of, of streets and avenues and stuff like that. Like that happens on, on, on damn near a daily basis. Right. Uh, all over the country. So, I mean, changing a street name, you know, shouldn't really, you know. People shouldn't be super angry about that. It happens all the time. And if she's doing that to show her support and score some political points, you know, more power to her.
2: Yeah, she could just use taxpayer money to go out and do something as retarded as that. But hey, you know every who cares, every, right? eh, every pair, money. But every
0: but every street name that is changed around here, whether you agree with the name or not, is used with taxpayer money. So you can't tax yeah. her when every other other city does the same thing. When you're painting like sixty eight.
2: foot letters in the middle I'm sorry. Bob and we, Rob, Bob and Weave. We. Hey, Lennox Avenue in New York is the same but, as Malcolm X Boulevard.
0: But that you know wasn't what I'm tax, so. but that wasn't taxpayer. Those were actually uh, uh workers who were actually painting that uh on that street. they, they were volunteers, they were artists, uh, mm-hmm. and they were taxpayers. So you, you can't it, that wasn't the city that, that painted that.
1: Hey Rob, watch out, you come with the right hook.
0: Keep no, on. no, no, no. I'm just <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has been hitting you with the jabs, Rob.
2: Yeah, I see, I see. I, I got no I got nothing <laughs> to say. I, you notice I ain't say nothing. <laughs> I, said, I ain't got nothing for that, homie. <laughs> Down, yeah. goes Frazier. Down,
1: down goes fraser down goes fraser <laughs> yeah. all right hey, hey we'll be right back after this break are you still searching for clothes in your closet looking for that summer outfit maybe that fall outfit well hit up my man at shades of faces shades of faces has some of the tightest urban swag out there you can hit him up on Instagram or Facebook shades of faces and tell my man that comfortable being uncomfortable sent you. And we're back. And right now we have the question of the week.
0: Yeah. So, uh, we, uh, question of the week, we uh, asked a question to our viewers uh, and also to our co-hosts as well. Um, and we kind of, uh, You know, but ask the questions that's been a little, um, you know, dark and, you know, but like today I kind of want to make it a little light today, right? Um, So the question of the week, and this goes out to our viewers and to our co-hosts, and yeah, yeah, this this might sound like a dating app question, and it is, but (laughs) if money was no object, what would you buy?
1: Money was no object, what would you buy? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. You know what? uh, uh, I buy some land and build some 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 temporary housing for our homeless veterans. Ooh, I like that. You know why? Nice. You know nice. you know why cuz you know it, it, it's a special place for me, man. You know when you, you turn around you look and you see these, you know, these these homeless uh, veterans on the street, you know, asking for just a dollar just so they can eat, man. All mm-hmm. they they're, they're strung out on drugs, man. It makes you wonder like, you know, as a country, we're not taking care of our veterans, man. A lot of people say veterans get all these benefits and all these all this great treatment yeah but it's, it's some people who don't get any any benefits at all people don't realize that you know sometimes getting disability um from the va is hard if you don't have all your stuff in order if you didn't have the leadership in the military that told you how to you know how to keep track of your medical stuff and everything like that you get out the military you know our vietnam vets who who spent you know three four years five years in service they came home didn't have anything they got strung out on drugs now they're still homeless Some of them died, you know, our Iraqi and Afghanistan vets, you know, same, same scenario. So I would, you know, I would get, you know, uh, you know, a large, you know, plot of land or something like that and just build some temporary housing, set up some kind of um, some job training uh, core, job training core facility. So that way they can, you know, uh, have people come in, teach them how to do some certain uh, certain trades. And so that way they can go out there and, you know, maybe lease the house for a year. So that way they get on their feet for a year and then go out there in society, get them a job, get their own place to live and everything like that. And just keep the cycle rolling. Nice. I have compassion. Y'all don't think that sometimes, but I have compassion.
2: You can't even spell compassion.
1: So, uh, so like, <laughs> you, I was, I was going to say something. I was going to say something. <laughs> K.O.
0: Oh, but, uh, oh
1: he, he staggered that, me, but I, hey, we still got another round.
2: <laughs> he staggered me. So I, I think, uh, you know, I, uh, I watched this, I can't remember if it was on Amazon Prime, Netflix, or Hulu, but there was this, uh, series I binge watched. And it was uh, produced and written by and starred, uh, Killer Mike starred in it. And it was like a docu-series where he would come up with these harebrained ideas. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. And it is, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend that you watch this from beginning to end. It's hilarious, number one. But number two, you really get a, a good sense of where Killer Mike is coming from, who I... I tend to listen to, to a lot of things that he says when it comes to leadership in the black community. But anyway, on to the question is concerned, what I would do is I would do what he did in this show. And that was buy a large plot of land and just invite any and everybody to come live on it for free. Now, of course, you have to put work in like farming and irrigation and stuff like that. you would vote yourself a government, you know, and stuff like that. And, and have, uh, you know, bylaws and and whatnot, but I would just invite everybody if I could get like the entire northern half of the state of Georgia, you know, if money is not an object, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would get the entire northern half of the state of Georgia and just get everybody and anybody to just come in and we'll sit down and we'll write our bylaws and we'll come up with a form of government and everybody gets a house. Everybody gets a plot of land for their own garden. Everybody gets a say, you know what I mean? Um, I would just do that. I'm, I wouldn't be a part of it, but, you know, I would definitely provide that if that's what you want. So we could get all and, – and I'm going to tell you the reason why I'm doing this, Ron. Okay? You ready? This is just for you. All right? So I could get all you progressive liberals oh, and Democrats all in one place.
1: Yeah, oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I was thinking
2: – I not. was thinking.
1: No, no. no don't, do don't ask nice. that question, Trent. Trent, do not ask that question. Don't ask, do that question don't, 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 don't ask that question because I don't know. Don't ask that question. Cause you know what I was thinking, I was like, he's saying this and it was taking me back to a scene, the walking dead, you know, where they had the governor, they had all these houses and they had these big fences and everything like that. And uh, they had these, these gardens where everybody could garden. And I was like, man, what is he trying to do? And sure enough, here he go with that dumbass comment at the end. you
0: try, you trying you try to put them all in reservations. That's what you're uh, trying No, to well, I'm just trying to get you in one place
2: so I only have to drop one bomb yeah, instead see, of five. I, I
1: told you, we weren't trying to get that answer from him, man. That's
0: not, knew. I knew he was going to go. You see, yeah, I did. Oh, extra militant. Ass. Oh, extra
1: militant. Ass. Oh, oh, extra, extra militant.
0: Uh, you asked. If you don't
2: want to know the answer, don't ask me.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
2: Man, I love you guys, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you
1: right now, right now. I don't know, man. You, you already said you're leaving behind. Cause I'm a Democrat and I don't know, man. You want some other stuff, man. Trent, uh, I don't know if you want to answer your own question. <laughs> but, uh, but if, if people wanted to, you know, um, if they wanted to respond, how can they respond to you and, and give you the answer to that question?
0: Yeah. You can respond to us on Facebook in the comment section. Uh, you can shoot us an email. You can, re- you can also, uh, respond, send us a DM and uh, on our ig page as
1: well all right sounds good man so uh talking about racism and apologies from some from celebrities we have to give our, our our weekly wow of the week
2: our wow of the week goes or comes from drew Brees. Mm. This guy, I mean, for a future Hall of Fame quarterback, and if you don't know, let me break it down to you real fast. So Drew Brees has come out and and he said several times over the last month that he will never, uh, you know, stand with anybody who disrespects the flag. Uh, You know, just taking the knee business, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. He just he doesn't agree with it. Uh, he, he doesn't condone it. He speaks out against anybody that the Colin Kaepernick, he, he was against all of it, all the way up until just recently, where he released this on Twitter. In an attempt to talk about respect, unity and solidarity centered around the American flag and the national anthem, I made comments that were insensitive and completely missed a mark on the issues we are facing right now as a country. They lacked awareness and any type of compassion or empathy. Instead, those words have become divisive and hurtful, and I have misled people into believing that I'm somehow an enemy. That's because you're an idiot. And those <laughs> words right there at the end were added by me. My the breeze of a future Hall of Fame quarterback, I, I just, it, it, it's mind-boggling how just dumb this guy has been and and he's and he doubled down on his, a lot of his statements. Did you guys see that stuff? Mm-hmm. Where yeah, doubling and tripling down. Yeah. Well, here's, the th- well, yeah.
1: Here's, here's the thing. Well, here's thing. During his interview, you know, they, he was asked some tough questions, and you know, for y'all that know, I got a cousin that's in the league, and he was he was asked some tough questions, and he even said that during the interview, you know, he was getting angry because of the questions that he was asking, and he was thinking about the stuff that was going on. So Drew Brees was getting angry and upset about the questions that were being asked. And he was looking at taking them to the, uh, the, the events that were taking place. He was getting angry. So I don't take his apology. I don't accept his apology. You know why I don't accept, accept his apology? Because he said what he said when he, felt, because when he felt it. So he was angry at the time. He said it. Got it. You know, a lot of people say a lot of hurtful things when they're angry. But it's truthful. Right? A lot of the times it's truthful. And then to come out and apologize, you only apologize because your teammates cussed you out. You had other people on the league cuss you out. you had twitter Instagram I know I posted and tagged him a lot of Instagram posts after that i don't care I don't care if you ever see him, but I mean he got mad because people were going off on him he got he he that's why he apologized because you know the funny thing is I posted a, a picture of him kneeling with the players back in two thousand seventeen or two thousand eighteen and I'm like so what is, what was this was this all for you know you know the benefit of Cause or or you just, you know, blowing smoke up people's asses. You're not sorry for what you did. You're You're sorry sorry. because you got caught. Yes, and that goes back to what I said earlier, Rob. A lot of people getting are are apologizing because they were caught. And I don't know what I don't know how people don't think with social media age and technology these days that you ain't gonna get caught. It's gonna come back and bite you. Jake Fromm, uh the former Georgia quarterback, now Buffalo Bills quarterback. Well, somebody leaked his text messages about saying that. The elite whites only should get uh, rifles and all this other stuff. Well, you know what? Hey, you said it. You meant it. Guess what? I don't respect you. You know what I mean? Look, Drew Brees obviously- made
0: this comment before, though. He here's the thing. He made the, when when Cap's, uh first started doing the nilly, he made those he made he said the same thing. He made those comments. So you went from that all those years. You know he was thick. You know that's how he thought for all those years. And he would he would have gotten away with it if people didn't didn't, attack, didn't uh, come after his neck. You know, and so yeah, I agree with, with both you guys where he says that this is who he, you know, this is who he is, this is how he thinks. He only got caught. You know, I mean, and I'm just surprised that he wasn't educated sooner when he made the first comments about that by his own teammates. But
1: yes, and it, it's been being in New Orleans. Yeah. a city that is that has been burnt so many times by by disasters and, 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 and all this other stuff in New Orleans, dude. Mm-hmm. I I would have much
2: rather him just avoid the topic altogether rather than to go out there and say what he said. I mean, I understand him saying what I understand it from a a personal freedom standpoint. Uh, Being a conservative, I understand that, you know, I'm going to be me. Drew Brees should be him no matter what. But at the same time, you have to understand the, the organization that you are the face of, the franchise that you are the face of, who you represent. And and that is new, the city of New Orleans, you know what I mean, and, and possibly Canton, Ohio. So you have to take that into consideration before you release your statements. You can't just go out there willy-nilly and say, well, I believe this screw you if you don't like it, you know what I mean, because of your occupation and who you are, what you represent, unless you are like Charles Barkley going to spit on a little kid and, and not care, you know, so. Man, Charles you know, Barkley was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was love drunk, Charles man. Barkley. Dude, yeah, he get drunk to do whatever, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Drew Brees is uh, man, <laughs> Golly. But no, uh, uh nah, man, for Drew Brees, man, you know my quarterback got it. My quarterback Aaron Rodgers, he got it. He he put out a statement. <laughs> like Rod hey, yeah, like Boy, at look at Rob's face. Yeah, Rob go ahead look like Stavis. that. But hey, man, Aaron Rodgers he got it. <laughs> I
0: mean, your face. I, but,
1: uh, yeah, well, I ain't hear nothing from Carson Wentz. Uh, so
2: <laughs> that's that's Brian Dawkins or not Brian Dawkins. Well, you
1: don't yeah, even know who he best, is. He? Yeah. The best safety in the league that ever
2: lived, <laughs> <laughs> Brian da- That's Brian
1: Dawkins. Well, he's not better than Ed Reed, dude. All right. Yeah. You all right? Okay. Exactly. Uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, I said, we we can argue about that another day. <laughs> <laughs> but nah man, um yeah man, Drew Brees he just don't get it, man. And I uh, you know, I, I'm I'm feeling like uh Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp said he should retire. He really <laughs> Drew Brees? Yeah, because let me tell you something. That first play of the regular season game and they're on offense, that whole offensive line just move out the way.
0: Move out yeah. the way, let them get like the movie the uh the what was it the logging shard or whatever where they were like out the way just teaching them about the way Hey. First play
1: of the game, regular season game, bam. Let him, let him, let him go ahead. Now, go ahead. I, 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 I ain't got no
2: respect for your quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. He's still doing that double-check discount with the belt and all that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> discount
0: double-check. Why, why you hate on no Aaron Rodgers, though, man? He get, he get that money, I mean, that discount money. I mean, the, that uh, endorsement cheese money. He's a, a cheesehead.
1: Rodgers, <laughs> Rodgers is a beast, right?
2: I, I do Rodgers. not. I would not want to see that dude in the playoffs, man. I can tell you that right
1: Rodgers now. Rodgers is a beast. Yeah, right. he's a magician. Uh, right. He's
2: just—he's just—he's got ice water in his veins,
1: dude. Really yeah. does. Yeah. All right, so Drew Brees, congratulations! You get comfortable being uncomfortables. Wow of the week, <laughs> dumbass. All right, so <laughs> going into our last segment of the day, we have a very special, interesting uh, confession letter that kind of goes to uh, Trent's question of the week. Uh, question? Yeah, question of the week.
0: Yeah. So here's the uh, the confession letter. So it says, yo, I'm loving this show. Real talk. I want your honest opinion. And Doc Ronnie Mac, don't clown me like you do the others. <laughs> my, my girl of seven years is pressuring me for marriage. I'm hesitant, though. I've gotten her a new C-class Mercedes, red bottles, get her nails, hair done every other week, and give her shopping money every month. I've been feeding into her materialistic uh, ways and she's not really pulling her weight. She has no job and hasn't for the past two years. I'm avoiding the marriage thing because I feel like she is only wanting this lifestyle. I'd rather end it before it gets worse, but I want her to learn how to be more independent. What ideas can you offer me? Mm. Uh,
1: well, mm, that's tough, man. I, I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the first time I, I, ever I've ever seen him as a at a loss for worker Cause you know, I want to clown him, but he said don't clown me. So oh, yeah. you know what, yeah. man, it's my show. Yeah, you dummy. Why you feeding <laughs> you, you feeding it to her, to her knees? Seven, seven years? What are you simple? No, I'm, you sure. I'm saying, man, you feed into her knees, bro? Yeah, into her knees. Seven years. Seven years, my ass. Talking about she ain't been pulling her weight dude you feed into her knees well yeah, that, that's, that's
2: exactly is. that's exactly right why why should she do anything if
1: you're gonna buy her a new c class and <laughs> red bottoms like buy, a, go go ahead and buy her a Louis Vuitton travel bag tell you know, her to pack her stuff and just go ahead just let her go man just, yo why don't you buy
2: her a plane ticket while you're at it you know what <laughs> I mean so she can just fly like you know, on out
1: of your life for something. Got seven years, though. Oh, he gonna write this show talk about. It. I need some ideas. I've been feeding yeah, I got some man, ideas for you. you. Ain't gonna like them though. <laughs>
0: <You're a> dummy. oh <laughs> 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 with him. Yeah. What's wrong with him, Trent? Why don't you redo her resume and send it out to some job offers, whatever, so she gets some interviews, man? Because you've been for two years. You know, she had a job, and you, you know, feeding, you know, feeding into the state for yeah for seven years, whatever, man. You can. Come on,
2: yo! Listen, I'm gonna, I'm a t- I'm gonna tell you on something on on real rap though. You seven years into this relationship and you ain't wifer yet. Your instincts are telling you something. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. Know understand what I'm saying? Because a man, at least the men that I know, we we we're just not built like that. Like if you two years in, three years in, and you think that this is wifey, you are gonna pull the trigger on that. You so ain't really gonna
1: hesitate. So You know it. what I'm saying? So I, you know. I think she's sticking around because she knows she can get whatever she wants. She probably telling the girlfriends, girl, yeah, he going to buy my, we going out this weekend. All right, yep. hold on one second. I got my money. I got my nails. I got that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I, I know what's happening. Right. She's, she's comfortable. Right. Yeah. And There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. There's yep. nothing wrong with that. By all means, she's getting what she wants. There's it's the lifestyle you gave her. It's the and, life and, and guess what? And her. guess what? That's why she's pressuring him to go ahead and get married. She, she, I, now, I'm not going to say she doesn't love you because I think she does, you know what I'm saying? She's been around for a long period of time and she has worked five years prior. So she has had some independent, independency about her. But the fact that, you know, it's two years, you know, you got to start asking the tough questions, bro. I, I guarantee if you start cutting stuff up, I, I mean, see where she at, see where her head's at. See if she says, you know what, I need to go ahead and get a job, you know, see if she, if she, if she starts saying, Hey, you know what? Hey, don't worry about the car insurance on my car this, this month. I got it. Or don't worry about the payment on my car. I got it. You know, just just see, see where I had is at. I say kill the relationship. You, you, you're always talking about doing something violent.
2: <laughs> I say murder the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 say, I say that. The reason why I say that is because if you ain't wife by year or two, then there's something telling you that she's not wifey material. If she's not wifey material, then what are y'all doing? Playing house? You just, you just taking up time. You just taking up time that you could be with somebody that is wife P material.
1: Well, all I know this goes back to our, our, uh, our confession letter, what, a couple weeks ago, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. it somebody else saying the same thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep.
0: What's wrong well, with these people, man? Well, it was, yeah, I think it was the first confession letter where she was like, I can't even find a guy and I got all my own stuff.
1: Right. So and maybe she, they need to hook up.
0: Maybe they need to hook up.
1: Yeah, so uh, write the show back. <laughs> yeah, right. both of y'all. Both of y'all, both of y'all, write y'all write the show, back. show. And yeah. we'll, well, matter of fact, we'll we we'll post y'all Tinder profile. we'll, yeah. we'll, get, we'll share y'all Tinder what, what profile. What is it with you and Tinder, man? Uh, what is what, well, like, no, I'm just saying because that? that, that's 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 Bummer. the that's the well that's the that's the you know that's what everybody keep talking about. But e harmony Christian wall, wall. Christian mingles whatever y'all got send this to y'all farmersonly.com Christian mingles Farmers <laughs> black people meet whatever you got yeah J date. Send us your profile. We'll it, set it up for y'all. You know, maybe
2: GreenBayPackersFansOnly.com. You know. hey, see here, you go
1: with that bullshit. <laughs> oh, that's right. <good. laughs> that, that's all right, though. I know looking five. Like, I know sitting five. Sitting over there looking like Frederick Douglass. That's all, that's all right. I told you he' gonna he' gonna stagger me, but I'm coming back. <laughs>
2: that's all right.
1: That's cool. Oh, Uncle Uncle Ben looking at. It.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, but I got that ricearoni though. All the ladies <laughs> love me. <laughs> It's the San Francisco treat.
1: All right, hey man. So hey my man, I'm sorry we couldn't really be beneficial for you this week on yeah, good setup. luck, man. But uh yeah, you 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 should have been about wild, wild a week too. Uh, Rob, you actually should have been wild a week with, with your you know, get sick on your own boat thing, but you know, when didn't <laughs> catch a damn thing either. I no, you know what? You that, what? That's man. a funny thing. You earlier you said <laughs> earlier you said that you would wanted to go out, you know how to fish and all this other stuff and catch your own food. But how you how you do that when you get seasick, bro? <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: Listen, and this is this is real rap. The
1: you driving your
2: own I boat. Get, yo, I get seasick. If I don't take Dramamine a half an hour before, during, and then while I'm out there, every hour while I'm out there, mm-hmm. then honestly speaking, the only time I've never gotten seasick is when I was in the military on a Zodiac. That's the, if I got a rifle in my hand and some flippers, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. But if I'm on a boat, I'm getting sick. It doesn't matter what. If I don't take that Dramamine, I'm done. I, I'm I'm screwed
0: up. I'm just screwed up. It's it's a conservative in me. Well, you know, yeah. that's the first step. You know, admitting, admitting. that you're screwed up. <laughs> they, have well, help you at me? Why, they have why They have help why with it. Rob, right. Rob look at me.
1: Trent, on our next episode, we're gonna we're gonna actually call in to a helpline <laughs> and get Rob some help. On that note <laughs> <laughs> Look okay, at his I, face. I told you I come with the KO, baby. <laughs> look at this. I told face. you I was gonna come back with it. <laughs> look at it. Oh, oh he's speechless. Man. Is that a KO? Do I get nah. the KO? Yeah, you got it. Oh dang! <laughs> you got Trent. it this week.
2: You got it this week.
1: Trent B, man. Uh, tell us, man. Okay, look, I, I'm not gonna ask you how they can reach you because obviously you have no profile. Well, his one Trent
0: B no longer exists.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. actually, actually, that? actually,
0: actually, everybody out there, you can reach me at Trent B Franklin on IG. Uh, thank so, so thank you very much. Last week, the last six weeks, I changed ch- it back to the original one Trent B. Yeah, I changed now it. I, actually, the first day, actually the first day, the first time it was it was it was at Trent B Franklin. I changed it to one Trent B, you because know, and then I changed it back. Right. Anyway, hey, that's hey, how hey,
1: you can find me. Why? Yeah, you
0: always
2: know where you can find me. You know what I mean? Not like don't, the catfish down here. You know what I mean? Donkey faces. <laughs> Donkey <get> faces <laughs> and then horse faces. I'm on uh Instagram, Twitter, uh, you know. I'll be around. So,
0: and of course, Check you always, on TikTok, Snapchat. No, nah, I don't do any of
1: that. Hey, if you catch him on your nearest lake getting sick on his own boat. Awesome. <laughs> <Also, laughs> uh, big shout out to my sorority sisters, Zeta 5 Beta Sorority Incorporated, and my frat brothers, the 5 Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, Blue Fi. Blue Fi. You can reach me on Instagram at docrj.5, or you can reach me on Facebook at doc ron junior. You can also catch us on Instagram and Facebook at our fa- uh, for our page at comfortable2uncomfortable.talk. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, you can also stream on your favorite podcast app, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever. All you have to do is search Comfortable Being Uncomfortable. Also, next week we have a special interview with Green Bay Packers safety, Adrian Amos. Look forward to that. We'll talk about some of the things going on in the NFL, some of the things he's been doing during quarantine to stay fit and healthy and also what he expects for the next season ahead. Superstar. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, until then, peace, love, and happiness. We are out.